Welcome in everyone to another episode of Dollop. That's true. I'm your host with the most Owen Domination 7 Dom, and joining me is The Boulder, because Truman is in Chicago doing stuff with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's family for this holiday season. So he will not be joining me on this solo episode. Um, but yeah, so I'm a little bit sick. Uh, I'm going to be drinking a lot of water, probably coughing a little bit. But we should be okay. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk Chiefs Seahawks. We're going to talk Chiefs versus the Donkeys next week. Go over the NFL, go over betting, and then a little bit of whatever the hell I want because this is my show right now. But yeah, we're uh, probably going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, it is quite difficult to podcast by yourself. And I don't want the internet to see too much of this ridiculous mustache that I have on my face. It is a bull mustache for K-State. It will be shaved on probably January 1, I'd say. But yeah, it's been lucky for us. We haven't lost since I've had this caterpillar on my face. But yeah, so hope you guys' Christmas has been great. My boxing day has been okay. Uh, Tottenham drew 2-2 to Brentford today after going down 2-0, so it's okay, but more of the same for us Spurs fans, I guess. We uh, are cursed to never have anything happy. Yeah, but I mean the Chiefs are doing well. We're flying uh, after a nice convincing victory over the Seahawks. So let, let's just get right into it, folks. Chiefs versus Seahawks. Um, so as Truman predicted, no turnovers, no problems. As uh, It was one of my keys to the game, win the turnover battle. And the Chiefs did just that. Winning the turnover battle 1-0. to zero. Not, uh, not too much happening in this game. A lot of drop passes. The cold was very clearly a factor for a large portion of it. But... I mean, hey, that's winter in Kansas City for you. It's it's gonna be cold, it's gonna be disgusting, and it's gonna affect gameplay. And that's what we expect in an open air stadium in the cold, especially with this polar vortex that's been rolling through Kansas City. But you know, generally, when inclement weather happens, the better team prevails. And yeah, I mean, Chiefs won by fourteen. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs did have three straight three announced to start the second half, but. Not huge, not a huge deal. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco uh, is actually here with me on my right here. Uh, he was running like the boulder today. He, well, not today, well, Sunday, well, Saturday, excuse me, the Christmas Eve. But he was just disgusting. Uh, really hard runner, average 4.1 yards a carry. But, you know, it was really a team effort. Uh, with seven different pass catchers from Patrick Mahomes, including Kadarius Tony, with his one catch for the for the touchdown. Jerick McKinnon looks solid again uh, in the passing game. Had a touchdown. Travis Kelsey was also just a monster. Six catches, one thirteen uh, yards. So good luck trying to stop him ever. Um, even Ronald Jones got a touch on the ball today. One carry for four yards, but. The Chiefs kind of, you know, chilled, uh, and the defense was really what uh, what did it. Held uh, Seattle to two conversions on third down, two of 14, uh, two sacks, and forced five punts. The Chiefs actually punted more than the Seahawks, which is a little bit 
uh, you'd say it was surprising with the scoreline, but well, yes, punted six times. And penalties kind of screwed up the Seahawks as well with six penalties. But overall, it was a pretty, pretty basic game for the Chiefs, who are just waiting for the Bills to slip up. The Bills' um, remaining schedule is much tougher than the Chiefs. Chiefs only have Broncos, Raiders, um, and the Bills play the Bengals and the Pats. I mean, the Pats is probably a pretty easy game, to be fair. But the Bengals game is one that we'll all have circled in Kansas City here because if the Bills lose and the Chiefs win out, the Chiefs have that number one seed, which we all care so much about. And honestly, I think everyone should probably care a little bit about it. Home field advantage is a big deal, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think a lot of people make a little bit too much uh, stink about it, um, to be fair. So, yeah, props to the defense, props to Chris Jones. Chris Jones was a monster all day. He was simply unstoppable, several tackles for loss, uh, just disrupting plays. The defense as a whole played really well. Uh, it was really funny because Joshua Williams had a couple good plays in a row and then immediately gave up uh, a penalty that led to their led to their only touchdown. Um, so a tough break for the young guy. But Nick Bolton played amazing again. Willie Gay played amazing. Uh, Trey McDuffie stayed out of the announcer's mouth, which you know is always good. Uh, really held a DK Metcalf to not that much production. Um, you know, an acceptable amount if you're playing against uh, the likes of DK Metcalf. You know, just a very talented guy who you want to you know keep on the sideline and uh yeah uh i mean he still he still got his seven catches for 81 yards pretty good but i mean you'll take it with as long as there's no touchdowns uh kenneth walker also did well 26 carries for 107 but that's a lot of carries for no touchdowns either so i mean solid defensive performance another kind of bend don't break uh kind of situation but, uh, I mean, you'll take it. You'll take it. I mean, looking at the yards, you would expect the scoreline to be a little bit closer. Uh, the Seahawks actually had more yards than the Chiefs. But it's all about being clinical. And 24 to 10, you know, the Chiefs were just clearly the more clinical team. Now, do I think that the Chiefs can sustain this for the next two weeks? So we play the Broncos on New Year's Day and the Raiders on January 8th. The Chiefs obviously need to uh, maintain this, but the main thing that needs to happen is to stay healthy. Both the Bengals and the Bills sustained pretty significant injuries with Vaughn Miller and uh, the Bengals lost a, uh, a tackle, I believe. Excuse me for not remembering his name. But staying healthy for the rest of the season is what's really going to determine who is going to be winning the Super Bowl, and and this always happens. I mean, well, last year you saw with uh, OBJ going down and the the Rams still managed to win, but it's mainly just about uh, who can stay healthy and who can uh, do everything else right. So with the Chiefs' the last two games, um, I don't think they're going to be able to rest any starters, unfortunately, unless the Bengals beat the Bills um, no, there's just no, there's just not going to be a chance to, to, to rest any starters going forward. So the Chiefs are going to have to play their cards fairly carefully, uh, make sure nobody gets hurt. 
but I expect the Chiefs to win both of these games coming up. Okay, so now it comes to our Chiefs versus Broncos uh, preview. Obviously, we like to do a, a little preview of each Chiefs game for you guys beforehand um, to kind of go over the game. So the Broncos just came off of a humiliating loss to the Rams, uh, 51-14, to I believe, with the Rams just being all over them. Russell Wilson was setting fires in his kitchen. Uh, just was not cooking very well. I'm actually going to go ahead and take a look at that game real quick, more specifically. But yeah, just not what you want to see if you're a Broncos fan. Hackett's definitely getting fired. Yeah, Russell Wilson, one touchdown, three interceptions. It got to the point he was so bad where Brett Rippon came in and he, even he threw a pick. So four games, I mean, four interceptions is not something you want to see. Uh, and that's just going to lose you in a game. Also, uh, Baker Mayfield was kind of cooking them. 24-28, two touchdowns for 230. I mean, nothing too crazy, but Cam Akers, 118 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. That's awful. And if that's anything to uh, come by, that'd be the Chiefs probably going to dice him up with Pacheco. So I expect a heavy dosage of Pacheco in this game. The Broncos just been struggling all year, really kind of limping into the offseason, going to need to do some drafting, do some coaches, uh, coach readjusting. But, I, I mean, I expect the Chiefs to come out and just dominate this game, really. I expect it to go more of like that first half that, that we saw against the Broncos in the first time. I don't expect a random third-quarter collapse where the Broncos score three touchdowns in a row and make it close. But it is a divisional game. Anything can happen. But it's just, yeah, the Broncos just really don't have too much to play for at all. They're just playing for their feelings, and I, I expect Russell Wilson to start again, but... We're going to see if he's going to be able to beat his bathroom's record. He's got two weeks left to throw one more touchdown. So, And there have been several weeks where he hasn't thrown one. So, And the Chiefs defense is looking like they're coming into form, uh, especially against the run. And we know that you know Denver really needs the, the run to set up their passing game, which is basically non-existent. So we'll see. But uh, one of my main keys to this game is definitely going to be the running game. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco and then tosses to the flat. Both to Pacheco and McKinnon, uh, the Chiefs have shown that in passing downs they're willing to, you know, show their hand and and go with McKinnon. But he's been playing very solidly, a very clutch player. Lots of touchdowns scored uh, by him. He's been performing extremely well under pressure, especially with all those stretches for the goal line that we've seen from him. And obviously, Mahomes is playing out of his mind as he does generally late in the season with that Superman stretch to give him three total touchdowns on the day. But I don't expect this game to be extremely competitive. I expect the Chiefs to come away with it and the defense to play extremely well. Look for Chris Jones to have several sacks. And something to note, Truman and I, as you guys all know, I know you've been keeping track at home because it's your favorite thing to keep track of, obviously. But uh, we had made a bet preseason about the number of sacks that George Karloftis is going to get. I said he was going to get over eight sacks. I believe he is at four and a half right now so obviously a long way to go um fl pro stats i don't know what the pro football geez i must be really sick pro football reference is the site that we always use carloftis george carloftis here we go okay sacks yes four and a half geez i'm, I'm so good at this so yes Four and a half sacks, facing two terrible 
offensive lines to end the year in the Raiders and the Broncos. He could definitely do it. So he's got four sacks over his past five games. I think he probably, you know, doesn't make it personally. But I would love for him to get... Well, I guess he needs four more in these last two games. Jeez, two per game. That's a tough ask. But I'd love to see it. How about it? How about it? Um, but really, I mean, this game's going to come down to quarterback play, obviously. I, I think that Patrick Mahomes is probably going to eat up. Chiefs need to look to get a little bit healthier, right? We want to see more Kadarius Tony. We hope to get McCole Hardman back at some point. Um, CEH is still on IR, but um, obviously, you know, having more depth is never a bad thing. But I think the, the main thing is look for Pacheco to just tear them up. Excuse me. Oh, I need to, yeah. Uh, just look for Pacheco to tear them up and for Mahomes to slice and dice like he normally does. Look for a lot of shorter passing. I, I believe this game is in Denver. No, this game is in Kansas City, excuse me. So, yes, it's going to be cold as fuck. Uh, so just look for a lot of more short passes and stuff to Kelsey and if Kelsey eats like he normally does, it should be an easy Chiefs 10-point win. For my prediction, I'm going with uh, Chiefs hmm, Chiefs 28, Broncos 14. I think that sounds like a fair a fair scoreline for this. But obviously, Chiefs need to win. Um, they're hungry. They're looking for that, um, that number one seed come playoff time. And they need to win out in order to even have a chance at it. So... Look for the uh, the Chiefs to go ham on this one. All right, I think that uh that about does it for our Chiefs segment. I think we're gonna be moving on here to the NFL segment. Got quite a bit to talk about. Honestly, I'll try to keep it short because solo episodes and hearing one person monologue and hearing my own voice monologue for around an hour is really it's really rough. But I'll try to you know keep it consistent here. So my first one is uh. Does everyone here think the Packers are actually going to make the playoffs? So let me pull up the Packers playoff scenarios. I'm not sure if the Packers can reasonably make the playoffs. But the Giants and the Commanders need to keep losing. So the the New York uh, Giants are 8-6. and six. And Washington is 7-7, seven and seven, although both of those teams do have a tie on the record. So, and they must lose again. So, New York plays Indy and Philadelphia to end the season. Probably going to lose to Philadelphia, but unless Philadelphia is resting all of their starters because they have the number one seed locked up, which they don't technically have yet. But, it's certainly possible that they rest some of their starters. The main problem is Indy. Indy sucks. Indy's terrible. Uh, they have somebody who shouldn't be coaching them as their head coach. Um, it's kind of looking bad for the Packers because obviously they can't win the division with the Vikings having that many wins. But Seattle and Detroit both both fell at seven and eight, so the Packers do have a chance. Um, yeah, so they really just need the Commanders and Giants to keep losing. I don't know if that is going to happen. And because they're playing Cleveland. 
So the Commanders have Cleveland and Dallas left on the schedule. They'll probably lose to Dallas, but once again, both these teams have a, a game that they probably should win and a game that they probably should lose. So they'll probably lose the one they should win and win the one they should lose because this is the NFL. But if you're a Packers fan, I mean, you have decently okay chances to make those playoffs. Now I'm going to check on the Packers' remaining schedule here. Uh, they beat the Dolphins, which was probably their biggest obstacle coming in. Just kidding, it's the Vikings. They have the Vikings and the Lions left. Um, That's pretty wild. Those are actually some pretty tough games for them there. Uh, but I did think it was kind of fun to talk about. Uh, I thought it was worth uh, touching on that they still actually have a chance to make the playoffs somehow uh, with their, you know, winning three in a row. But, I mean, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. So, another thing in the NFL that happened recently is that the Jacksonville Jaguars have overtaken the first place in the AFC South. So, yeah, I'm actually going to our AFC South Team of the Week, which is very clearly the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I don't know if any of you guys are uh, Nick Wright fans. I very much encourage you to look at his segment that he did um, on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He brought in some trumpeteers calling uh, Trevor Lawrence the prince of football. It's very funny. Uh, very very humorous. I look. I encourage you all to take a look at it. But I mean, obviously, Jags are like you know seven and eight. It's not that. Uh, it's not that crazy. But they are atop of the AFC South, which is once again terrible. Um, but it looks like they're probably gonna end up winning their division. Uh, but they do need to beat the Texans and the Titans again both of them to, to win out, but they do control their own destiny. Uh, I think it would be interesting to see them make the playoffs. Uh, I would think that's very exciting for the NFL. I think they're, they could upset somebody. Um, but I, if I'm a chiefs fan, I don't really want to play them right now. They're pretty hot. Our defense is looking good, but they have been playing just terrible teams because of their schedule is quite easy. But, I think it's a you know a fun topic. I I, I think Trevor Lawrence is okay. Uh, he hasn't been you know slinging the rock like crazy. I mean, in that nineteen, he went twenty for thirty one with no touchdowns and two hundred and thirty yards. In a win against the Jets, you know, it's that's fine. Uh, then the week before that, I'm I don't think he did much of anything either. So let's take a look here real quick. Uh, well, he did beat the Cowboys, but uh, yeah, well, maybe I take that back. He threw four touchdowns against the Cowboys. Pretty good, but he'll need to, you know, put two more performances like that against teams that would love to see him lose in divisional opponents. You know, obviously the Texans are terrible. They're kind of fighting for for last place here, but um, uh, as people always say. The players on the field never want to lose every game. Only fans and owners want teams to lose every single game. So, look at those games. Could be some more exciting stuff in the AFC South. All right. So, another thing I wanted to touch. Eagles to the Super Bowl. I think that right now, you can't say that the Eagles are not the best team in the NFC. Obviously, they're 13-2. 
You got the best record. Still actually have a chance to not win their division because the Cowboys are right behind them at 11-4 and four with a tiebreaker over them. Um, but I still think the Eagles probably lock up the NFC number one seed. Obviously, both the Eagles and Cowboys have clinched playoff seeding. Um, if the season ended today, all of the NFC East would be in the playoffs, which is just ridiculous. No one... Absolutely no one would have seen that coming in the beginning of the season. Um, I think the Giants and the Commanders probably have one, if not two, losses left on their schedule. But the NFC is just incredibly weak. I think everyone knows that whoever wins the AFC is probably going to win the Super Bowl. But we're getting down to that. So if the Eagles win out, they will be the number one seed. They play the Saints and the Giants left on their schedule. They should probably have two easy wins, even if Gardner Minshew steps in. Uh, Gardner Minshew did end up playing pretty well against the Cowboys, uh, going for two touchdowns, two interceptions. But, you know, as a backup who haven't started in a really long time, you have to respect that. But, obviously, the Eagles defense got a little bit torched by the Cowboys, showing some cracks in the armor, maybe? Hmm? But, that's going to be another exciting storyline to watch as the season comes to a close. But, I think as of right now, you have to pick the Eagles as your Super Bowl choice from the NFC. However, I still think all of the AFC teams probably have a leg up on any of the NFC teams. Okay. So, I think after that Superman uh, pylon touch by Mahomes, he's got this. Especially with Hurts uh, going down injured. You know, pretty unlucky for him to sit out this week when Mahomes throws for two more touchdowns and, uh, and rushes for another. But, let's just take a look at Mahomes' stats real quick. Uh, let me pull up pro football reference here. But, I think Mahomes, this is just Mahomes' MVP to lose at this point, unfortunately, for every, the rest of the league, fortunately for us Chiefs fans. But, yeah, so total touchdowns so far. He's got 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions throwing, uh, along with three more, four more rushing touchdowns. So 41 total touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, it's basically locked. He didn't throw for as many yards as we probably would have wanted to see him throw for if he wants to get to that 5,000 yards. I mean, uh, that that record. He's got 47-20. He's probably going to break 5,000 yards. I'll say, yeah, he's going to break 5,000 yards this year. He's 300, I mean 280 to hit 5,000. Probably won't be breaking the yards record, but could go insane against Denver and uh, Las Vegas where he averages uh, – 315 yards against the uh, the Raiders and 270 against the Broncos. So at this point, I think it's Mahomes' MVP to lose unless he throws five interceptions in the next two weeks. But um, as of right now, I, I highly doubt that he will be doing anything else than being the MVP at the end of this season. With uh, Mahomes playing like Superman once again, running around, uh, making play just absolutely ridiculous stuff. That pylon stretch, if you haven't seen it, you have to go watch it. Uh, just, he planted his left arm. His whole body's basically out of bounds as he's tapping the pylon with the ball. Um, this is just a very impressive play. I encourage everybody to go take a look at it. Um, I think one thing as well that people need to start thinking about. I know I just finished saying that the NFC isn't that scary. But I think that one team that everyone should be able to look out for is the 49ers. 
they've been getting solid QB play from their backup guy, Brock Purdy. I mean, he's not blowing the doors off of anybody, but you know who is, is their defense, which has always been the case with the 49ers. Their defense is absolutely terrifying. Uh, George Kittle's finally rounding back into form after a two-touchdown performance against the Washington Commanders on Christmas Eve. Um, I don't think that Kittle's been having the best year of his career um, by his standards. But, you know, only 713 yards. But he has had eight touchdowns, but four of those touchdowns coming in the uh, last two weeks. So he's been playing fine, but I, I that's one player that you really don't want to heat up if you're any if you're anybody in the NFC West. Uh, I mean, obviously a little bit late to heat up, but with the Niners already clinching their division. But if I'm an NFC team, see the Niners in the playoffs, I might be a little bit worried. With because um, you know with their ground and pound kind of style, you don't re- you don't really need anything more than a game manager. Brock Purdy's made some throws, so everyone needs to be on the lookout for them come playoff time. All right, um, what did I write down there? I don't think the the Jags are legit. By the way, I know that they could upset people, but they're good for an upset maybe. Uh. I think they might lose the first round of the playoffs because they're not going to get a bye. They're going to play, you know, one of the wild card teams. Probably, they'll, they'll probably lose. But it would be funny to see them beat the Bills or Bengals uh, in the divisional. So keep your eye out for that. But I don't think that's scary. Okay, and that is going to end our NFL segment. We're going to move on to the betting segment. Um. I don't know how Truman did versus the machine. I don't know how the steamroller did with the certified picks. I'm sure they were great. So, but a way that you can see all of those picks for a small extra bit of money is the Patreon. So patreon.com slash open disaster will link you to all of the extra content for grub buds for Dom. That's true. Uh, you also get bonus buds, which is a show that Joe and Vincent put together um, every week, there's going to be a lot of them up, uploaded soon. I'm not sure if they've uploaded any of those yet, um, but go check out the Patreon. You also get the Steam Machine certified picks of the week. But I can tell you that my parlay did not hit. It went three and two again. Um, I don't think that if I, uh, I don't think I ended up making money even if with the betting. I think I about went even. Uh, with those picks obviously all money line but i do not think that it ended up cashing however i will tell you i'm feeling good about this next five team parlay i've got the giants i've got the steelers the rams the lions and the panthers and for a whopping plus 5109 on this parlay i know you might be thinking owen that's crazy well yeah i am a little bit crazy but I think this is definitely one that people should get excited about because we've got a lot of easy, kind of foreseeable upsets. So Giants have the Colts as a favorite. I, the Giants should beat the Colts. But the money money's going to come in on the Colts because people think the Giants are bad, and I think the Giants probably still clean up. So then we've got uh, Steelers-Browns. Well, no, we don't. We have Steelers-Ravens. The Ravens are struggling, struggling real bad. 
and I think we can look for them to finally lose a game that they've deserved to lose without any good quarterback play from Tyler Huntley. The Steelers are pretty bad, but I think there's some value in picking this uh, bet here. Rams, Chargers. The Rams are cooking. I mean, they're still terrible, but they're cooking. And this is a prime time for Chargers to lose to eliminate all of their playoff hopes. So Chargers right now are sitting at what? Let me see. Chargers are sitting at geez, why don't you show me their record? Are eight and six, yeah? Well no, they're not eight and six. Yes, because they haven't played yet this this week. They're playing tonight, actually. Um, but they're eight and six right now. So they'll probably beat the Colts tonight. And then it's a prime time to to lose to the Rams and lose to the Broncos to miss the playoffs. Prime chargering, folks. So that's why I'm picking the Rams on this parlay. Then on my next pick. I've got Detroit because Detroit is playing the Bears and the Bears are shit. And finally, the, the biggest upset in terms of money is Panthers over Bucks. So I think the Panthers actually still have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, Yes, they'll need to beat the Buccaneers and then win out. And they will win their division. That's just disgusting. They're 6-9. and nine. Oh my lord. That's just terrible. But, yeah, if Panthers win and then win again, they're in. And they've been playing better as of recently. Now that they got Sam Darnold back, I don't know how that is. They've won three out of their last four wins over the Broncos, the Seahawks, and the Lions. And they did score 37 against the Lions, so that's my upset to look for. But because of the odds on the Rams and uh, Carolina... This parlay is plus 5109. I used a parlay boost to take it to plus 6411. Uh, that's five bucks wins me 300. So, fingers crossed that I pay off my bets for the next year with this. But yeah, just to run it back you, by you one more time, I've got Giants, Steelers, Rams, Lions, and Panthers. Alrighty, we're going to quickly get out of here, um, but not before our top five. And our top five today is things that make Truman mad because he's not here. So he can't tell me no on the segment. Uh, number five, sitting too close to the mic because of the audio equalizer we have uh, at Truman's house. And we're all together in an in-person episode. If you sit too close to the mic, you blow it out and everyone else tends to sit far away. So distance from the mic is at number five. Uh, number four, scheduling. Truman uh, really doesn't like it when people can't figure out their scheduling or tell him early enough. So that's why. Number four. Number three, just messing with the microphones. Touching them, knocking them over, making loud sounds. Um, it really causes an editing pain, causes uh, a lot of loud noises to happen, which you know disrupt the flow of the podcast. Kind of annoying. Number three. Number two, no communication. If you are going to be, you know, disagree with the episode style, or wanting something to change on the show, and you don't tell Truman, he gets very upset. And the number one thing that Truman doesn't like to round out this top five is being late. Truman hates when people are late to the show. So, yeah, just to run that by you guys one more time, it's number five, um, sitting too close to the mic or too far away. Number four the scheduling 
Number three, messing with the mics. Number two, not communicating. And number one, being like, sorry for blowing your audio out with the music there. Um, and for our pop culture minute, I'm going to say shout out to Tottenham for not being terrible, but not winning either on Boxing Day. Tottenham has actually not lost on Boxing Day since I believe 2008 or 2003. And Boxing Day, for those of you who don't know, is uh, December 26th. It is a banking holiday in uh, Great Britain, and they call it Boxing Day because that's the day when you take all of your Christmas boxes and put them on the curb to be collected. So, yes. So, uh, from all of mine to all of yours, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, thanks for watching, Dom. That's true. Thanks for staying loyal to us. I hope you had a happy holiday. Stay warm and peace. We'll see you next time.